You're listening to Seahawks Rewind, giving you expert analysis from the Seahawks postgame show with former Seahawks Paul Moyer, Ray Roberts, and Robert Turbin. Hear from head coach Pete Carroll and Seahawks players in the locker room. Now, here's your host, Michael Bumpus. What a game down in Los Angeles. I'm Michael Bumpus. I'll be joined by the crew, Brian Walters, Big Ray Roberts, Robert Turbin, and Paul Moyer. The Seahawks go down to L.A. and get it done in thrilling fashion, 27-23. to Geno has his game-winning drive that we've been looking for. He was 28-39. 367, was a, which was a career high. Three touchdowns, one intercessions. We saw some shuffling in the backfield when it comes to the running back. Ken Walker goes out early. DJ Dallas gets his ankle banged up. And then Tony Jones Jr gets in and has seven carries himself. Two receivers go over 120 yards. Tyler Lockett, 9 of 128. DK Metcalf, 8 for 27. And my key hawk of the game had himself a day. He had two sacks, but Jordan Brooks leads the day with nine tackles. Tariq Woolen sets a franchise rookie record with another interception. On the other side, it started off good for the Los Angeles Rams, and they competed. Wolford was 14 of 26, 178. Two interceptions running the ball. The Rams were able to put together 171 yards on the ground, something that we still need to take a look at. On third downs, the Hawks were 5 for 10. The Rams were 4 for 12. Bobby Wagner had himself a game, too. He had an interception and a couple of sacks. B-Wags was everywhere, but it just wasn't enough to get it done today. The Seahawks get it done 27 to 23. When we come back, we're going to get interviews at the podium. We're going to hear from Pete Carroll. Jen Miller is going to be in the locker room with the guys, and also I'm going to get analysis from the guys here. Seahawks get it done. All that is next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Welcome back to the Seahawks post-game show. The Hawks go down to Los Angeles, and they're coming back with a victory. They beat the Rams 27-23, to and now we are joined by the man who called all the action, Steve Rabel. Raves, this was the moment we're waiting for. Can Gino go down the field, put a drive together, and win, in my opinion, a must-win ball game? It was nice to see. It's yeah. I, we didn't want to say beforehand that it's a must-win game, but now that it's over and now that we won, <laughs> yes, a must-win game. And and man, oh man, I mean, we're we're just exhausted up here in the booth. It, it was such an exciting game coming down the stretch. You know, just two heavyweights kind of out there battling, and knowing that neither of these teams are you know at their full strength. Guys hurt all over the place. Other guys have to step up and make plays. But man, when it really counted. You got DK Metcalf under the goalpost going against two defenders, one of them arguably one of the best cornerbacks in the league, and he just snatches that ball away from him for the winning six points. I just I just can't think of a better way. To, well, yes, I could. If we'd have won 35 nothing, that would have been a lot easier <laughs> on everybody. Raves, I look at Geno Smith, 28-39, 367, which was a career high, three touchdowns. He did his thing, but also both of our receivers really showed up today, Raves. Tyler Lockett, 9, 128 for one touchdown. DK Metcalf, 8 for 127, one touchdown in the game. Winning touchdown. This pass game looks good, but running the ball, there's going to be some issues there. Ken Walker's out. DJ Dallas is banged up. Uh, Tony Jones Jr. got seven carries. What are you seeing out of this run game, and what will we do with all these injuries? Well, that's a great question. I can guarantee you that uh, midway through the second quarter and into the halftime that John Schneider was on his phone already with his guys back in Seattle, all of his scouts, they're all talking about it. Uh, You know, to my way of thinking, as I look at my breakdown, they only have one guy who's on the practice squad. That's Darwin Thompson as a running back. I'm, I'm guaranteeing you, we talked about it during the broadcast, Tony Jones Jr. did not see any action with the starters. He was basically running the Rams offense this week. 
week, and yet he came in, and he held down the fort. And, of course, D.J. Dallas came back in and played hurt. That's what you want out of your guys. I mean, his offensive linemen will hug him up in the locker room and say, man, that took some courage, and you went out there and did your best with a bad wheel. We appreciate it, as does the entire team. But now they're going to have to take a look because there's a lot of guys banged up right now for the Seahawks as well as the Rams. Maybe that kind of evened the, the, the game up a little bit, but leave it to Geno to help lead that drive. And, and the, the place where the ball had to go coming down the stretch, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, your two-star receivers, your best players have to make plays on the biggest stage. They sure did. Last one I got for you, Rabes. Tariq Woolen had himself a day. He sets the franchise rookie record when it comes to interceptions. He has three passes defended. Everyone's been talking about Sauce Gardner being the defensive rookie of the year. I think Tariq just reinserted himself into that conversation. Oh, I think so. He's just played so well. And imagine, can you take a look and just think back, maybe the first game, maybe preseason where he'd get these, you know, handsy kinds of penalties called against him because he, you know, still was kind of learning the job of a pro cornerback. Now he looks like he's been there 10 years. The way he breaks on the ball, his ability to reach that arm around and slap the ball away on that drive, slapped it away from Skoranek, um, again, just shows you what a terrific player he is. And he came up and made some big tackles when they needed him to make hits out there on the edge. This guy's a complete football player, and um, I, I hope he's with us for the next quarter century. It's only right you got to call a thrill on the 30th year anniversary of Pete Gross being inducted into the Ring of Honor, Raves. We appreciate you, and as always, man, you get home safely. Bump, thank you. All right. Lots more to do when we get back. A lot of interviews from Jim Mueller, players as they step up to the podium. I'm also going to get the guys involved. We're going to break down this win. The Seahawks get it done 27-23. to You are listening to the Seahawks post game show. The Seahawks win down in Los Angeles, 27 to 23. We get the signature drive from Gino that we've been waiting for. He's had a couple opportunities, wasn't able to get it done. We're watching this game, fellas. We're saying like, look, the Seahawks need this drive. You need to win this game. But Gino also needs this for his own legacy. So we're happy that we saw that happen. The Rams were still able to rush for 171 yards on the ground. But when it was time to win, the Seahawks stepped up. Big Ray, your first reaction from uh, this win over the Rams. Well, it was just really good to see um, uh, Gino, you know, you know, squash that narrative at least for today. You know, and and have a, a nice game-winning drive. Uh, you know, even, you know, I was looking at the stats about the running game. Like, most of that was in fly sweeps and, and uh, the quarterback keeping the, keeping the ball on the on the boot boot game. Other than that, they had about 74 yards, you know, rushing from the from the running back. So, still some things to clean up, but it's also good to, you know, down the stretch like this. It's kind of like the NCAA tournament, survive in advance, and that's what they did today. Well, we had two receivers go over a buck 20. DK was targeted eight times, eight catches, 127. Tyler was targeted 12 times. Nine catches, 128, one touchdown. Probably, uh, I'm pretty sure it's the biggest game of the year we've had from both of these guys. Yeah, and you know DK's fired up because, uh, you know, you saw him and Jalen Ramsey all game going back and forth at it. And uh, it's just huge for them. And the the consistency they had and the efficiency of that, I mean, eight eight catches on eight targets, you can't get better than that, right? He he did everything that came his way. He made the play. And, and Lockett just continues to improve or to to just star for this team and um what was the record he set five touchdowns in a row i think it's a franchise record congrats to him on continuing that so well done by those guys can't ask for anything more 
Let's go to the running backs. Now, we seen we saw some injuries. Kenneth Walker at 3 for 36, a long of 30 before he was uh, taken to the locker room. DJ Dallas is banged up a bit, 10 for 37. But uh, Tony Jones Jr. had 7 for 14, one or two, uh, I wouldn't say big runs, but important runs. How hard is it for a guy like Tony Jones Jr., who Raves mentioned was running the Rams plays this week at practice? He wasn't even touching this offense. Yeah, it's difficult to step in, you know, when you haven't been getting the reps. You know, you've been in all the meetings, so you've got a little bit of film study going on, but certainly tough to be ready uh, in, in, you know, to execute in that position. But, I mean, this is the NFL. This is what it's all about. You know, your your job is to be ready. Your job is to prepare as if you're going to be a starter, regardless of where you are on the depth chart. And so, you know, I, I give huge kudos to – uh, you know, Tony Jones and the way that he stepped up and, and came in. And, and also with Dallas, man, really impressive for him to come back from his injury and gut it out, helped his team get a win today. Tariq Woolen, um, Morier, had three passes defended, one interception. What have you seen out of him? And then let me know what you've been scribbling down on that pad over there. Well, I'm working on my uh, little uh, playoff stuff here because <laughs> – I think we can get in at eight and nine, just the way things are looking out. We can talk about that later. Um, first of all, Geno Smith, man, I, for our running game to go away and say you get, we got to put the, everything on your shoulders. And you know, our protection at times was pretty good, at times it wasn't. Um, great, great game. Uh, if he doesn't have that uh, whatever phantom interception that they gave Bobby Wagner, I still understand how they don't overrule that right. thing. His quarterback rating would have been 127 instead of 116 today. But, again, over 70% completions. Again, three touchdowns. We talked about the, the game winner. You know, I, I'm obviously happy for 12s and the Seahawks. I'll get to the playoffs. But you're right. This is a good one for Geno. And while – this game was kind of ugly. I, I mean, we got stuff we got to clean up on defense. We still have containment issues and understanding play actions and bootlegs. But this is the kind of game that spearheads you. When you win a game ugly where everybody thinks you should have blown them out and then you had to come back on the road and still win it, Yeah, it just it kind of takes the pressure off you. A big game at home, obviously, next week against Carolina. But this was a huge game for us to solidify being a playoff contender. You talk about how impressive Geno Smith was. Geno Smith has multiple touchdown passes in six straight games. That's the longest streak of his career and longest in the NFL this season. He has 10 games with at least two touchdown passes. That's tops in the league. Geno also passed Seneca Wallace for eighth place on Seattle's all-time list for passing touchdown, passing yards, and completion. One more stat for you. Geno also set career highs in pass yards in a game, 367, and pass yards in a season, 3,000. 169. The man is playing his best football of his career at 32. Now, there's no question. I, I forget. You actually asked me about Woolen. <laughs> I didn't even answer <laughs> it because uh, I forgot the question. Look, you can't really throw his way. Uh, they threw his way maybe four or five times. He came up with an interception, three knockdowns on that, and he's just got a, a feel for the game. That last knockdown he had uh, at the end of the game, that a lot of guys would have interfered by putting their Let hand me, on the guy's back real quick, and he didn't do it. Let's get back to that. We've got Pete at the podium. Um, I give them a lot of credit. They, they, they played good. They were in it the whole way. Did a nice job. Um, I mean, I've been talking about Sean all week, but it, it, he, he did it again. He put together a great plan, and, and uh, it was hard. Um, some really exciting things happened, you know, on our side, the way we finished, and uh, on both sides of the ball, um, particularly to see Gino have the chance to go down and take the team down the field and do it and just execute his tail off and, and have a huge game again numbers-wise. 
Um, it's just what he's doing. This is the season that he's playing, and we're lucky to have him. Um, defense getting out there in the last time uh, to go you know, win a football game and get after him like they did was, uh, was was just a great statement about finishing the ball game. So really fired up about that. Um, DK and Tyler had huge games. Uh, both those guys were great. Uh, Noah w- was terrific today, too, in support as well. Um, I was really praising uh, DJ Dallas for uh, – fighting through being banged up and, and finishing for us. Tony did a nice job coming in for us. And unfortunately, uh, Kenny just, you know, he, he jammed his ankle and, and he just couldn't get back out there and get going again. So he showed that he was ready to go and, and all, but he just couldn't get back out. So we'll have to see what that means. Um, I think, too, that uh, the other thing that showed up in crucial situations, we passed protected really well and gave Gino a chance to stay in the pocket. He's stepping up and he's seeing what he needs to see and made some great throws and great conversions. We did really well on third down today uh, on the offensive side. So um, just a lot of really good positive stuff. I thought that the coaches on the on the defensive side did um, probably as much adjusting in this game as we've done, and uh, did some great stuff uh, to make this game plan come together. Uh, after the first couple of times they had the football and really, really pulled it together in, in great fashion, and the guys played like crazy. Tariq gets a pick. I understand that that's a that gives him a, a you know a franchise record. Um, <laughs> um, He's having a great season, and uh, he was beat a couple times today and came back out of it and made some plays that were really fortunate, but um, uh, you got to be a little lucky sometimes too. Um, I don't know. Everything else was just going to ask me questions about it, but I'm really fired up about this win and getting getting back on, on the plane together and uh, have some fun going back home. Since you mentioned he was beat sometimes, the play he made where he recovers and catches up, bats it away, I mean, just... That show. Yeah, it's just it shows you again that you know he's he's got some special to him uh, to make a couple plays that he made. The pick was great, um, <laughs> but the knucklehead got, he, he got out of out of position a couple times on stuff, and and uh, but it was able to pull it off. So uh, I was happy for him. You got to get lucky sometimes. About the difficulties that Bobby Wagner presented. Yeah, let me do that for sure. Uh, Bobby played great today. He, uh, you know, he was a factor in the running game. Uh, he had two sacks today. He gets a pick on a play that I'm still arguing about, and I, I can't wait to see him so I can argue to him too. Him tell me he didn't catch it. He's gonna tell me he did. Um, I was really, I'm really proud to, to tell you. He, he's been a great player in our program uh, for all those years. He'll always be, you know, one of our guys. And, and uh, but today to rise up like that and, and uh, to play like that um, is something he's gonna remember. And, and it was it was notable. And. Um, so what what else is he going to do? Of course he's going to do something like that. So um, hats off to him. Yeah, and, and honestly, I've been aware that you know he he needs that. You know he needs one of those chances to, to do it. It just hasn't worked out quite right, but. Uh, he was incredible down the stretch. I, I wish you guys could see how poised he is, how clear he is to communicate with, uh, how calm he is in the moments of the big moments and all. He, he's just on it. And it's, he has to be to be performing the way he's performing so consistently for so long now. And uh, it's, it's really it's a remarkable um, you know, statement that he's making about who he is and what he's all about. And, and uh, just proud as heck of him. It's just good to have. Just good put in your back pocket. We're gonna need some. We're gonna need him down the stretch here, and, and uh, we're gonna need more games like that. And uh, it's just good. It's just it's just a good thing. Pass rush, get going again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chenna had a couple today. Chenna's, you know, kind of halfway coming home back in L.A. You know, he Trojan and all that stuff. That was a big day for him too. Uh, 
um, and to rise up, you know, those things run deep. You know, those those connections run deep, and and it it, it sometimes just it touches guys in a, in a special way. I think, you know, I don't know. I can't speak for Bobby. He'll tell you, but uh, today he he was. He was on it. Chen was on it. Uh, a shout-out to one of our guys, our security guys, David Love, who'd spent 26 years in the LAPD down here and uh, worked for the Rams for a few years. Th that, those kinds of connections, they run deep, and, and they mean a lot. And, and to me, coming back to L.A. and playing, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a big deal. And so I'm um, excited that we got to win and get, we're getting out of here. What kind of early indication did you get on Ken Walker as um, I, I can't tell you because it's not an ankle sprain. He's jammed it, so I'm not, I'm not quite sure what to tell you right now. We don't know. Yeah, um, he, he did a, a, a bursa, meaning that he got a, he's got some swelling in front of his knee when he hit the ground, and so it's not a knee injury as much as it's a, he, he got he got smacked and, and it it ballooned up on him a little bit. So we'll see what happens. When Walker goes out and Dallas gets injured, you have to tell. Smith, here we go. We've got to rely on you. It just was natural. Here we obviously. No, no, I went to Ballor. <laughs> we went more Ballor, you know, and, and I got Nick ready to go. He was revved up and he, he was getting in his two point stance and getting ready to get, you know, get in there and if we needed him. You, you mentioned needing Gino needed it. What does this tell the offense? Not Gino, I'm not saying Gino. I, I, we, we needed to see, well, we need to see him, see him do it, you know, and have a chance to, to make a, a heroic finish like that. It's what these guys do when they're great. And uh, he did one today. That's, that's one for the, you know, for, it's, it's an all-time comeback drive, and he did it perfectly. You talked about the L.A. connection, and you guys came earlier, I guess the Chargers announced that. You, got, you, you, you personally kind of amped up for these type of games being here in L.A.? Yeah, I, I, I can't deny that yeah I, I like coming back there's so many friends and so many people that we were connected with for all those years and I, I mean it seems like all the people work in the stadium and there's just so many deep connections it's just it just makes it fun you know it's it's uh you know it's like i've always said you know i, I love playing against people that i that i really like you know and then and, and uh so coming here is that kind of a connection you know I, it doesn't change anything but uh it was it was it was, it was a good win today Touchdown! You got DK with Ramsey all, all over him, oh, and then yeah. throw the catch. Just everything I, I about that. I had not really seen it well. I mean, I just it was in a, a blur to me. I can't tell you what happened, but I know it was a really small little window, and he ripped the ball out of him, and he came through and hung on to it and finished it. I think that was a good matchup today. Those guys went at it some, and, and uh, um, it's fun to watch. What did they tell you about the interception? The interception? <clears throat> that um, the ball was never secure. So when. We we you know, we catch the ball and hit the ground, and then Bobby works his way to get the ball out. I mean that's we're we're going crazy that you know it's a catch and he's down on the initial contact. But the officials did a great job, I think, and I think the ball was moving a little bit. Is that what you saw? I I, I, we, I never did see the replay so I, of that, but they said the ball was moving, so that they made the right call. And and uh, but it was definitely one you contest. <laughs> you know you're fighting your tail off to get that call back because catch boom down. You know and and but if the ball was moving, then the ball was moving. So. Well, you know, good job by them. Talking about the officials. And DJ Dallas, he left the game. I'm not make note of that because I don't know how many times I've done that. Really, good job by the officials. <laughs> DJ Dallas, he looked like he got banged up for a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what? I don't know what the, what was it was the ankle. I don't know that. Is that, is that what he said? This. Is, okay. Yeah. I don't know. For. You mentioned the Tyler, you know Tyler DK earlier, but for both of them to step up the way they did on a day where you're hurt at running back and maybe don't have the oh, running yeah. back. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean they were they were monsters out there. 
then they're they're doing their own things you know they do they it's just classic tyler catches you know over the middle right at the sticks making the first downs dk making the hard tough catches he went got up top on him as well uh the physical play that he shows that he brings and tyler's kind of on the other end of the spectrum they, they're just yin and yang you know in their styles and they're both marvelous players because they seem to be real physical in the run game in terms of stock block it's going to kind of up the intensity in the second half did you see that from Heck yeah, they're battling. They're, you guys are battling on both sides of them. They're battling. We're battling. All of our guys are after it. Um, it's just that's yeah, that's just the, the style we want to play with. They want to play that. This is a very tough secondary. They've done a fantastic job all year, you know, eliminating big plays and stuff like that. And, and they, they have a lot of pride and they're physical and tough and all that. It was just it was set up to be a great matchup. And, and uh, I can't wait to see the film. I, I can't tell you all the the highlights, but it was pretty cool. What did you say, if anything, to Bobby Wagner? Um, I just gave him some lows early on. I didn't get a chance to see him afterward. Um, I think I'm going to get a chance to see him in a minute. Anything else? Thank you. Thank you. That was Pete Carroll, victorious Pete Carroll, man. The Hawks get it done 27 to 23. Hey, want to see Blue Thunder and the Seahawks dancers perform up close or catch us live and in person? Then American and Family Insurance Touchdown City at Lumenfield Event Center should be a part of your game day routine. So open three hours before kickoff, so bring the whole family and experience the excitement. Lots more to do when we get back. We got player interviews as they step up to the podium. Analysis from these guys here. That's coming up next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Seahawks keep their playoff hopes alive, beating the Los Angeles Rams 27-23 to in dramatic fashion. Man, this was a game. The very first drive. I'm trying to feel what this game is going to be like. Rams go 10 plays, 77 yards. We're like, okay, they're running the football. They're doing what they want to do. Then the Hawks respond. And then from there, it was back and forth. Who's going to make the first and last mistake? We saw mistakes on both sides. Geno Smith has a fumble and an interception. Wolford over there throws two interceptions of his own. It was one of those games where uh, it was closer than what I thought it was going to be, Paul Moyer. And, And going into the game, I thought it should be a blowout. But we know how this game goes, and we know how playing the Rams goes. Sean McVay does a great job of dialing some stuff up. That first drive, I'm thinking, okay, he's got his first 15 scripted. I want to see what that second and third drive looks like. And it was a lot of the same stuff. So you tip your hat to Sean McVay. He's doing the most the most he can with what he has. He was into it. I mean, he clearly likes to pe- compete against Pete uh, in that situation. You're right. It was a, a brilliant pl- calls. A- the reason why I say they're brilliant is they were working. I, you know, my notes are, man, we have got contain issues. Two was we have recognition issues, and that means, you know, again, you you immediately you see a formation, the play hits, you recognize what it is, and then you you react to it. Man, we just don't recognize things very well. I mean, they ran that same boot a, a thousand times and fly sweeps, and we just really never adjusted to it. With that being said, though, I, look. Great. We find ways to win, right? We, we've got uh, seven wins now this year. Uh, I think we're still going to get better because we are so young. I just don't know how much better we're going to get with the young guys. It's just going to take, I think, another season. We're just going to have to live and die with some of their mistakes because Woolen makes an interception. Woolen knocks down two passes. Woolen is really out of out of position on a couple of them, but he's so athletic he can make up for it. I just think we're just going to have to live with it right now. Big Ray, going into this game, um, I wanted to look at that at that offensive line because they struggled the past couple of weeks. Abe Lucas has his flu game last week right. as a play against Max Crosby. Um, what did you see out of, out of this line? Where did they get better? Where do they need to improve? Well, I think like Pete said, in those crucial situations, they did a, did a really good job. 
All right, my bad, Big Ray. We got DK at the podium now. Just take us through that last touchdown, kind of how that play unfolded in your eyes. Um, I mean, it was great and all, but, you know, without Geno, Tyler, Keese, Noah, all of our uh, teammates, um, and Shane, you know, none of that wouldn't have happened. So uh, just big shout-out to, the, uh, to them for getting us down there. Not that you guys didn't already have a lot of faith in Gino, but what did he show you at the end of this game? You know, the same thing, you know, I've been preaching, you know, since day one and showing, he's been showing the same thing since day one, his poise, uh, you know, a leader, um, a great competitor. And, you know, whenever we had the ball in two minutes and, you know, the game's on the line, you know, I got my faith in him, Shane, you know, everybody out there on offense, defense, um, you know, just, I just trust in this team, you know, a lot. You played with Bobby for a while. What was it like playing against him? Uh, I mean, it was fun, uh, you know, just to talk to him and knowing that he was on the other side of the ball and knowing, you know, the early morning workouts and all the times that, you know, we got to spend with each other. Um, and then just to go against him on the other side of the ball, he's one, you know, hell of a linebacker, a, a hell of a competitor, and, you know, just great to go against him. And, you know, he, he has all my respect, you know, coming into this game. But after this game and playing him, he has, you know, much more respect, uh, you know, for me. Play with Tyler Wagner. I mean, you guys both put up all the same numbers, but as people know, you kind of you do it differently, different styles. But right. just what do you think of his game? I mean, Tyler is tough, uh, you know, and always just put the ball, you know, in his vicinity. He's going to catch it and he's going to come down with it. And, you know, every time in a big time moment, third down, you know, just trust in him. And, you know, he's going to come out, uh, you know, and complete the pass and get up and throw up at the first down and keep going and do it again. So, I mean, he's been, you know, amazing this whole year ever since I got here. Just a big, big brother to me, a role model. Um, and, you know, he just plays the game the right way. Like I said, man, they they throw out a bunch of different coverages and uh, you know make you make you think and make the quarterback and the O line uh, you know make sure they call out the right reads and ID the right person and then Geno has to complete the right pass and you know he did that all day today. Did you say you or anybody say anything specific to Geno about that? last drive. I mean, he's had a lot of great moments here. Right. To have that signature moment is something. I mean, he may do it again next week. So, uh, I mean, he's been doing it ever since he got here. Um, whenever we put him in and asked him to carry the load of, of being a leader and a quarterback, he's done nothing but, you know, exceed expectations. It seems like you were pretty physical in the second half, particularly in the running game. Uh, you and Jalen were going out a little bit. Did things kind of ramp up in the second half in terms of talking? No, nah, it's football. So yeah, I expect I expect uh, a physical game every week. Guys play through different things all the time, but for DJ to stay in that game, he was clearly hurting. What do you show you? I mean, he has a, a lot of balls, and you know, he has a lot of respect. Uh, you know, already coming in, in into this game, you know, from our peers and and from me. But you know, just for him to battle through injuries, you know, limp through the locker room and then come back out there, I um, mean, finish a game, just shows how much uh, of a competitor he is and how much he loves the game. Anything else? Thanks, DK. Thank you. All right, that was DK Metcalf. Had a huge game. First thing he did was point everybody else, all right, without Shane, without Tyler, without Noah. None of this would be possible. That's a good teammate right there. But before uh, DK hopped up there, I asked you a question about this offensive line and what you saw. Uh, fill me in, Big Ray. Yeah, I thought they played a little bit better today. Hey, I got to do it to you again, <laughs> big homie. Geno Smith is at the podium. You know, fighting to – trying to get into the playoffs – uh, division game against a division opponent. It was a real tough game out there. Uh, yeah, as you guys can see, it was a real scrappy game out there. Uh, and I also felt like 
during the season, we had some opportunities where we could have done the same thing and might have fell short. And so uh, as we continue on late into the season, uh, you know, you want to show improvement. And I think that's what it showed uh, a lot of grit, um, determination. You see uh, a bunch of different guys made plays, uh, made catches, and the offensive line did a great job. And so, uh, you know, it's something that we got to have. You know, the games are going to come down to that in the NFL. That's what the playoff games are going to feel like. And uh, it was real good to get a win. Coach Carroll talked about your poise and talked about just your determination, like you said, your grit, your focus. Just as you're going throughout the season and then going into that game when he drive, what was your mentality? What were you thinking and making sure that you were able to be successful in that drive? You know, honestly, just one play at a time and, uh, uh, you know, take out the situation and just play football. Um, you know, obviously, you know, you know, the game's on the line. But I think sometimes when you focus on that, uh, you know, it can it can build stress. And so for me, just, you know, make the plays uh, one play at a time, get the ball to the guys, complete passes. Uh, you know, Coach Carroll told me, hey, just play pitch and catch. And uh, that's what I tried to do, you know, just go out there and uh, get the ball in scoring range. Uh, and then when we got down there, uh, we had enough time to go out there and finish. And uh, DK made a tremendous catch. Uh, the line did a great job. You know, Shane made a great call, and we, we pulled it out. So, I mean, it's got to be pretty cool. I know you're a team first guy. You're going to give everybody the credit. But you let a game when you drive, uh, and you know, come back and beat these guys on the road. I mean, that, that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's the game. You know, that's the game, man. It's the game I grew up uh, watching and loving, man, just watching uh, how tough those games can be. And uh, we wanted to do this for our fan base. Uh, we wanted to do this for our team. You know, obviously we came back and uh, we didn't win the previous two games. And so this was crucial. Uh, it was important for us to get this win, a division opponent, like I said. And also, man, we're fighting for the playoffs. That's that's what my mind is. I want to get to the playoffs. And so I'm focusing on that uh, one game at a time, you know, just trying to put us in position to, uh, you know, give ourselves a chance. It seemed like it was a very tight window on that touchdown to DK. What, what did you see and how did you try to position that throw so you could make the play? Yeah, uh, you know, the NFL is full of tight window throws. You're going to have to be able to make those. Um, you got great defenders out there. Ramsey's a great corner. And uh, on that play, uh, DK was lined up on the backside. He came across on an over route. Uh, Ramsey was right on his back, and there was a safety uh, kind of right in front of him. So uh, there wasn't a huge window. But, I mean, when you got DK Metcalf, you know, big 6'4 receiver, 220, 230, uh, it's going to be hard for those guys to get to the ball before he does. And so I just tried to put it on him, um, allow him to, you know, use his skill set, and he made a tremendous catch. In terms of goal line, you know, red zone situations, is that one of your favorite plays? I would say so, man. Anytime you can throw a game winner, man, it's always uh, it's always great. Um, you know, especially the way that we did it today, we were gritty. Uh, it took every single man on the team, took every player on offense, and uh, we just continued to fight. Um, we had an opportunity there. We could have just said, hey, let's just settle for the field goal. No one was in that mindset. You know, we all were thinking, let's go win the game, and uh, we got it done. Yes, sir. Um, and that's what we got to have. You know, you got to continue to progress, find ways to get better. Uh, obviously, we didn't do that um, in those other two games. Uh, but like I said, no one panicked. We just looked at it as uh, another opportunity to learn and get better and to grow. And so moments in the game, uh, coach showed us Kobe last night and, um, you know, the Mamba mentality. That's what he's all about. Is, uh, is going out there and winning, you know, late in the games. And so uh, we embrace that challenge, and we look forward to it. Uh, I think I told you guys that I look forward to that next opportunity, and this was it. And so uh, we got it done today, took everybody, and, uh, you know, it was always great to get a win. When you saw Walker go down and then you saw Dallas get hurt, did you get a sense of how you come down to you and how to take over the game? Yeah, I mean, I'll just – that's how I <clears throat> play the game. You know, I, I want to take over the game, you know, from start to finish. 
And so, uh, obviously, you know, praying for my guys, man. Hope they get back healthy soon. Uh, we need those guys. But, you know, the quarterback uh, in the NFL is the, is the critical, you know, piece of the team. If you don't have a quarterback, it's going to be hard to win. And, uh, you know, for me, uh, that's, all, that's what I pride myself on. You know, my guys being able to count on me, no matter the situation, uh, being reliable for the team, for the city, and uh, just going out there and winning, try, trying to find ways to win. Did you catch your career high except year 10, year 11? It's a number. Does it mean anything? Not a thing. The win, the win means something. The numbers don't mean a thing. Whatever sickness was going around the building. Yeah, yeah, I've been struggling, man. I woke up today hurting, and uh, I just kept fighting, kept going, kept going, kept going, and you know, God's good. Nah, we ain't gonna say that. <laughs> it wasn't a big enough game, but it was a good, you know, it was a good way to win. He showed you a Kobe interview, or a yeah, he just showed, yeah, he showed the team, you know, uh, Kobe interviews, and uh, you know, a couple of uh, you know times where he was he was talking um, just about his mentality and things like that. You, know, you mentioned the win and you did something to you, so you had the ball. Is that from the, the final play that you were bringing into the locker Yes, sir. The third down, the start the third down to Tyler. I mean, just he, he seems to always be go to in those moments. Just yeah. Talk about the game he had. I mean, Tyler had a, another great game. Uh, very reliable guy. Uh, loves to play. You know, uh, can count on him to win any one-on-one situation. Uh, you know, those guys uh, with Tyler and DK, man, they make it, I, I assume they got to make it extremely hard on D coordinators. You were trying to figure out ways to stop those guys. And, um, you know, anytime uh, I get an opportunity to get those guys the ball, uh, as well as our tight ends, our backs, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to it because we got great players. Uh, they work extremely hard and they just deserve to do well. You saw and felt uh, Bobby Wagner's game. What was it like going against him? Man, it was great. <clears throat> Excuse me. It was great. You know, Bobby is. Um, <clears throat> He's a player who I, I've always admired. Uh, he's always uh, been just an extremely great leader, um, very consistent player, uh, Hall of Fame caliber football player, and, uh, you know, a guy who I really learned a lot from, you know, with just his demeanor, the way he carries himself, uh, his passion for the game. He made a ton of great plays out there. We expected that. Uh, he was leading those guys the entire time. A little bit of trash talk, you know, all, all fun and games, and, uh, you know, it was just a blessing to be able to go out there and compete against him. From the referee thing on the interception the Man, I, I'll say this. You know, I got to be careful. Uh, but I did see the running back with the ball in his hand and his knee down. So I don't know what happened after that. You know, they call it interception. Anything else? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was Geno Smith coming off a career day. Let's pause 10 seconds to give our network stations a chance to identify themselves here on the Seattle Seahawks radio network. Seattle Seahawks Station. Cairo. Cairo Radio. The conversation. Breaking news direct from the sidelines. And where the, the 12s hear the Seahawks. KIRO FM Tacoma, Seattle. Like I mentioned, a career day for Geno Smith, 28 of 39, 367, a career high, and three touchdowns. Our quarterback review was brought to you by Verizon, official 5G network of the Seattle Seahawks. When we return, we'll get more analysis, more interviews. All that's coming up next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Seahawks are coming home with a victory. They win 27 to 23 down in LA against the Rams. And right now, Quandre Diggs is at the podium. I mean, <clears throat> for sure. I mean, anytime you can get a win, um, kind of in a losing streak, you know, um, it's, it's, it's dope. Um, I think it definitely helps the morale around here and um, definitely, you know, help us get into this week, um, get back rolling and get doing what we do. But I mean, it was a big time win against a, you know, a, a rivalry opponent and, um, a team that's kind of had our numbers the last couple of years. So um, for us, it was, it was a pretty big win. What did Gina show you on that last drive? I mean, what he's been doing all year. You know, um, he's just 
mentally tough, mentally different. And the way he, he reacts in those situations, you know, you can believe in him, trust him that, you know, he's going to go down and do his thing. And, you know, we had great catches from everybody on there. You know, we had great catches from um, Marquise and um, Locke and DK and Noah. You know what I mean? Just he just spin the ball out, get it done. And, you know, doing what he's been doing, completing passes and moving the chains. When you're watching that final drive, are you watching like on the screens or are you up there watching? Like, like, no, nah, I was watching on the screen because I'm like, well, if we got to go back out there, I need to figure out, you know, kind of what the other team is going to be anticipating, what I'm anticipating the other team to do and things like that. But, I mean, while coach is talking to me, of course, I ain't really – I got one one eye on the game and one eye on the coach trying to listen and see what he's talking about, but also trying to cheer my guys on. So, um, definitely, you know, those are some nice screens, so might as well look at them. What do you think of the way Cody Barton's played the last few weeks? I mean, he's played well. You know, he had a big time play um, at the end of the um, end of the game to seal the game. And um, I mean, he's going to continue to grow. And um, you know, he's running around doing his thing, and um, it's been impressive to see. No question. You know, um, it's one of my favorite teammates in the in the world. You know, what I mean, um, me and Bobby talk very regularly anyway. So um, we didn't really talk before the game. He knows me. I know him, but. Um, you know, after the game, we just had a moment. We embraced, you know what I mean? I just told him how appreciative I am for, you know, everything he's done for me. Um, coming here in 2019, he was one of the guys that took me under his wing and just kind of showed me the way, you know, showed me what's the, the standard around here, what's, how things are supposed to go. And um, I'm just trying to continue that, you know, um, you know the culture and everything. Also, it started with, with Bobby, you know what I mean? It started with him, and for me, it just continued just to lead it on. I mean, the thing that I was more impressed with was just, you know, his tackling today. You know, he was physical, you know, and um, the picks and, you know, all that is cool, but you don't want to be labeled as a cover corner. You know, you want to be somebody that has an all-around game. And um, I think that was what was more impressive, you know, than interception. We know he can do that. You know, we know he can play man. You know, he can you know, um, get past breakouts, but, you know, team's going to try him in the run game. He took that step today, which is very cool for me to see. How many corners in the NFL excel at both that are really good cover guys can also tackle really well? I mean, you saw one today, you know, on the other team. You know, um, Jalen's been doing it for a long time. He's been very physical in the run game, and he's played very well, you know, covering receivers. So, you know, if you want to be in the upper echelon, uh, you know, the best in the league, you got to be able to do both. And um, I think that's the next step for him. And, um, I think he'll continue taking those steps because I'll continue to challenge him. I mean, it's cool, you know what I mean? But that's that's what we expect out of DK, you feel me? Um, it's DK Metcalf, you know, it's not, you know, it's DK, it's, it's big on big, you know what I mean? You want those opportunities. DK wants them, Jalen wants them, and, um, you know, DK wanted today, and, you know, I'm um, going to have another battle at the end of the year, and it'll be another impressive matchup between those two. So, um, we all know what DK is, you know, you, you expect that from him. Hey, Miguel. Talk to Matthew Stafford. He's got a neck injury. I talked to him before and after the game, but he's doing good, you know, um, taking care of himself. And um, I actually sent him a text a couple weeks ago, you know, to be careful with that and just, you know, um, understand, you know, he's bigger than football. And now will always be my guy, you know. Um, I hate to I hate that he's not out there playing because I love competing against him and of course I love getting interceptions off of him. So um whenever he's back healthy I think he'll be back out there and you know if that's next year then you know we'll see him next year. Thanks. Thanks.
That was Quandre Diggs, one of the leaders of this defense. And, uh, yes, this defense gave up 23 points and 171 yards on the ground. But when it was time to make some plays, it seems like they did that. Last couple weeks, they had one quarterback sack. This week, they had four alone. Achenna had one. Jordan Brooks had one. And then Daryl Taylor had one late in the game to kind of sew this thing up. Moyer, when you look at this defense, what improvements did they make? What still needs to happen? End of the day, we got a W, though. Shut it down at the end of the game. Well, I think the improvement is how they played the running backs uh, in the running game. I mean, they held, uh, I think, Akers, what, three yards per carry or right around that. I mean, uh, so we did that. It's, look, I mean, it's, every week's a, you got to make changes. You know, this is a game of adjustments. They look at you, how we're going to attack you. They they absolutely worked us on the, you know, edges today. And we didn't tackle well again, so we got to continue to do that. Um it's hard because you know I gotta go, you guys gotta go back and watch the game from the end zone. Right. It's I I, it's, I can't tell too many things on where the mistakes happen, but to me it's really we have got to start securing the edge unless it's just one of those ways. Say you know what we'll take our chances out there and rally to it, and that could be too. Hawks were better on fourth down when it comes to their opposition. Held the Rams to four for twelve on third down. They were five for ten on third down. They're around forty two percent typically. Big Ray when it comes to offense conversion on third down. Your views on this defense. Well, I, I thought that the middle of the defense played a little better today. You know, Al Woods and Puna Ford, you know, were consistently in the run game, like on the other side of the line of scrimmage, like we talked about in the pregame. Like Paul said, there was some some mistackling or not mis, just bad tackling earlier, uh, but they but they did seem to be attacking the edges, especially the the left edge of a, of the defense. Uh, but uh, but I, I think there was some improvement in the interior defensive line, and then you know we we're talking before all of this about the offensive line and. Uh, you know, I thought they they did well in pass protection when they really needed it, but they but there's still some leakage there, especially when they get the center uh, isoed up on uh, a one on one pass blocking situation, a run blocking situation that they need to kind of show up and figure out how to how to protect him in those situations. The boot game seemed to kill this defense, B. Wall. What is it about the boot game that you think confuses the second and third level and allowed the Rams to get their offense going that way? Yeah, I don't know if we're just over-aggressive, and that's what teams are picking up on. But, I mean, we're sitting up there watching this, and we're we're seeing these boots happen before the play snap. We're like, hey, watch this boot. Look at this. Like, they the Rams had the edge pre-snap, and we could see that. And, and if we can see that, I mean, I can't imagine why they can't see that down there. But, um, you know, this this team's going to be aggressive. This defense, uh, they're, they're a bunch of just great athletes. They're fast. They're going to fly around. That's what they're taught. And that's going to happen. You know, teams will, will game plan that. And, and, you know, teams can't do it every play. Um, you know, then they'd catch on. But occasionally they're going to – the other team's going to make a play, going to win, going to have the right call. And, and I think – the Seahawks might just be saying, hey, we're going to give them that. We're going to give them those boots. We're going to give them those flats, but beat us other ways. Um, you know, because it's not you – know, that's not the game uh, – the big plays. That's not that's not the explosive plays that Pete Carroll always talks about, right? That's maybe the, the four or five-yard first down they're getting. You know, I know uh, Wolford scrambled for one there in, during crunch time, but uh, they'll practice those, and, and, you know, they'll get it. Um, all in all, for the defense, it wasn't what I like to see out there, 23 points against – a team without really any stars out there, you know, their guys. So uh, whether the Seahawks get that last drive there and, and win or, you know, the Rams win 23-20, still the same performance, not not ideal in my opinion. Terrible thoughts on the defense. We got any uh, any meat left on a bone for you? What are your thoughts there? <laughs> 
No, nah, I mean, I, I think you guys uh, said it all. I think, you know, the one thing to kind of consider is you know, we put this huge emphasis on stopping the run this week. You know, the last couple of weeks hadn't been great. And so, you know, we talk about some of those bootleg plays, some of those play-action plays. Yeah, perhaps we're a little over-aggressive on the run because of the emphasis that we put on it this week in practice and not wanting to allow the Rams to, to really get off the ball on us in the run game. Uh, the one thing that I, I would say is, you know, I think we do well against – outside like zone scheme plays just because of our lateral quickness and our ability to be able to run to the football. Obviously, we got to be able to set the edge on those fly sweeps and do a lot of uh, a much better job on that. But, man, it's those downhill runs that we really need to improve on, those runs that are coming straight at us, like those inside zones, those ISO-type plays, those duo-type plays. Still got us a little bit today. And, uh, you know, that that's something we need to still improve. You uh, know, I, I got to throw a little pride because – a lot of times it's perception, right? I mean, I'm, I just went. They had about 150 yards in the first quarter. They finished with 319 for the game. They had over 200 yards at half, and we held them to right around 100 the second half. So there's improvement there. I'm just looking for NFC West championship defense, and they got to get it going because they got two weeks before we play the 49ers. And we saw what them boys did to the Dolphins today. Hey, Seahawks fans, do you want access to exclusive ticket promotions and last-minute ticket releases before game day? Simply text Seahawks to 71211 and opt in to receive the latest offers. All right, when we return, we will hear from Tyler Lockett. He is at the podium. That's coming up next. The Seahawks go to L.A. and get it done, 27-23. Tyler Lockett had himself a day nine for 128 and one touchdown. He's at the podium now. Man, I think it means a lot just to be able to get this type of win uh, just because when you look at some of the games that we lost, we had an opportunity just to be able to finish. And sometimes we got penalties. Sometimes we um, kind of like hurt ourselves and pushed ourselves in the foot. And just being able to have this opportunity, knowing that we're down, we're away, and everybody bought in. A lot of people had big-time catches. Noah had a big-time catch on the drive. DK had one. Keys had one. And then DK finished with the touchdown. Man, that that's why we practice two-minute all the time. That's why... Um, Pete's focal point is being able to make sure that we take advantage of these two minutes because you never know. That that's what that's what ends up telling you whether you win or lose. Yeah, the third down catch on drive. <laughs> kind of throughout your career you've been known for that. What, what's your mindset on those key third downs? Well, I mean those first two plays I kinda <laughs> you know, wasn't able to um to finish up and so just being able to have that opportunity on third down, understanding the sticks, you know, most likely you you know, I kinda went a little further than I should have, but was just trying to be able to anticipate the throw and try to get as much as I could just to be able to make it fourth and one or fourth and two. Luckily, we was able to get the first down, keep the sticks moving. But, um, you know, that's the biggest thing about the game of football, third down. That's where the wins and losses come as well. And so just for us being able to do good on third down, being able to up the tempo, putting the Rams in a bunch of different situations, allowed us to be able to have a chance to win. Is that a sign shorter than you Probably a little shorter. Like probably the max I was supposed to get to is maybe eight. So, I mean, I, I kind of got to that point. But, you know, it's better for me to be shorter than deeper. You just done a lot of big things uh, this season, but that's a Man, that's a big-time moment, man. You know, like, a lot of people had their own opinions of quarterbacks and what they can and can't do. And the biggest thing about Geno is, man, he just puts his, his head down and he just works. You know, he just does what needs to be done to be able to help us play. Uh, you know, like I said, he, he he had a chance to be able to help us win a numerous amount of times, and we just shot our own selves in the foot or uh, we got those flags. And so just 
seeing his mentality, seeing how, you know, he's all he's all in the game. He's all in. He's bought in. Uh, he's making plays left and right. Uh, there was a play right there that he made that um, I'm thinking it was on that drive. I think it was maybe, I don't know if it was before the first or what, but he was about to get sacked and he threw it to Tony and it hit the ground. That's a big-time play. You know, like people get caught up in the catches and the touchdowns and um, the first downs, but that's a big-time play because that's, that's second and 15 or whatever the case is. And so just – uh, just his mentality and, and IQ of the game, I mean, that, that says a lot. Even though it was a legal contact, even though we were able to still get the first down, even if we weren't able to, I mean, that's still a big play in the game because you, you take a sack, we got to use a timeout. It's second and 15, second and 17. And, you know, when you play the team like the Rams, you don't want to be in those um, second and long situations. I mean, that was for everybody, you know, just depending on how um, how the team decided to cover. DK did a great job getting himself across the field, um, just being in Geno's peripheral. And, you know, Geno scrambled. He he knew what he he knew what he was doing. DK was able to get across. And I mean, man, like, you know, you throw DK the ball, man, DK going he going to make plays. He's going to do whatever. And he was able to catch it, secure it. You know, Chad, our running back coach, always talks about that because DB is trying to punch it out and do all that. He did everything that was necessary to, to help us win that game. You guys talk about the poise of Smith. How does that show up? What does it look like in the final drive? I think you've seen it. <laughs> you know, just the poise of just not letting things, you know, shake him. Uh, you know, even even though, you know, um, some of his interceptions have been, you know, throwing it to me and some of it, and, you know, and it's been on me as well. But you see the resilience of him just coming back like like nothing ever happened. Being able to get first downs, get touchdowns, responding. It's like, you know, that's what you want. You want somebody that's not going to um, just be great when it's the good times and when everybody is celebrating you. You know, like even when even when things are going wrong, it's like Geno taps into another level. And, you know, that that's just having a strong mentality because when things don't go your way, man, it's easy to just, you know, start doubting yourself, start feeling, you know, feeling down, um, you know, looking for people to maybe like, you know, pump you up. But, I mean, I, I feel like Gino, Gino's strong mentally, man. He, he came a long way in this league. And so just the things that he's experienced and the things that he's overcome, I mean, you know, drives like this, I mean, that's probably nothing to him from what he's overcome. Yeah, I got a chance to talk to Bobby. Uh, talk to Bobby before the game, during the game, after the game. Uh, you know, obviously, man, we wish that he was still here. Um, terrific brother, like an amazing big brother um, to me, to a lot of people on this team that got the chance to play with him. And, you know, just being able to play against him, man, it's, it's actually really cool because you go against somebody every single day at practice. And now you finally get a chance to line up and see what it's like to go against, you know, Bobby, um, a Hall of Fame player, um, one of the best to ever do it at linebacker. Times when you run in certain routes and he like, yeah, I'm right there. And you like, I wonder if he was really right there. You know, it, it's kind of cool. Like I was looking forward to getting tackled by Bobby for the first time. Like, man, but, you know, I still wish he was here, man, you know, but um, it was a great opportunity just to be able to play against him, you know, and uh, yeah, that's it. Oh, I don't know. You know, I think you always got to look for four or five, <laughs> you know, when he's out there on the field because 
the last thing you want to do is not see him coming and he really lights you up and hits you. But I mean, you know, I think I think the game was real fun. Like Bobby is a competitor and you know, the biggest thing is like when he's out there, he wants to win as well. And you know, the biggest thing about Bobby that we all take away, he brings out the best in each and every one of us. And so, you know, we bring out the best in him as well. So when we're out there, we're brothers, we're friends, but we also competing and we're trying to do whatever it takes to be able to win. And so I think I think just looking at this game, man, it was like a playoff atmosphere. Like, and that's what it's going to be like, you know, for us the rest of this year. Is we're going to be having to get in these dog fights just to be able to win. It's going to be a lot of chirping, a lot of talking. And even a young team that we are, we got to be able to stay poised. And I think it says a lot about what Gino did. I think it says a lot about what our rookies did, what our line did, what we all did as a whole. People stepping up being able to make plays when people are going down and and that's the type of mindset that we got to have moving forward just staying poised yeah man like it's tough being able to go out there and play sick you know but you know the biggest thing about this game is when you watch film nobody knows if you're sick you know what i mean like nobody cares if you're sick like this is your job this is what you're supposed to do and so just just like i said the resilience of each and every teammate, whether they had the flu or whatever the case is, I don't know. All right, that was Tyler Lockett. Had himself a day, nine for 128, one touchdown. b what is it about Tyler Lockett that this allows him to continually put up games and numbers like we saw today? I think he just understands where he's going. He understands the offense so well that he's always in the right spot. You know, you see these little holes that – that Gino looks like I'm like where's he throwing that and that ball just drops right into Lockett's hands and he's in the perfect spot and I mean his feet move so fast you know watch him he's a little <laughs> guy out there running around making guys miss um his yak you know his yards after catch today was uh, big especially was it the first touchdown of the day I think you know he cut it back and, and was able to score but uh, I mean he's just a, a pro he's you can always count on Lockett um to come through when you really need him Ray, he stayed up a couple times too, Big Ray. <laughs> yes, he did. It was did. a third down. I was yelling at him. Yeah, you got to stay up and well, get this even first. Even on the touchdown, right? Like, you're like, <laughs> he's about to score, and you're still going like, but get down, like, you know, because you don't want him to get killed. But, not today, he did catch the ball a few times and turn it upfield, got down the sideline a couple times, you know, advanced the ball, and, and still was able to protect himself. But, man, Tyler Lockett, to me, is just it, – it, I don't know much about the receiver position. But for a guy like him to be so small, but to also – like like Brian was just saying, he he just finds those those holes in the defense and 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 it's always in a moment when you need the catch like right. you need the yardage you know it seems like he's a guy that just finds it every single time and the crazy thing is the quarterback knows that that's where you're gonna throw it he knows he's gonna get it and the defense knows he's gonna get it and he still finds a way to to get open and get the ball and advance the change so dude is just pretty cool Tyler Lockett one of the Clutches receivers in Seahawks history. We could say that, right? There's been some big catches, but Tyler, that longevity, man, it's nice to see. When we return, we're going to hear from Tariq Woolen. He is at the podium. That's coming up next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Tariq Woolen had himself a day. He records his sixth interception. That is a rookie franchise record. He is at the podium right now. Can you take us through the interception, please? Uh, <laughs> shoot, well, it was a great call by the coaches. and. It was a cover three call, more of a true cover three muscle. We are matching with receivers, and I just bailed into my zone, and the running back was into my zone, and I kind of, like, baited it a little bit, and the quarterback threw it, and I just went ahead and just picked the ball off. You know, those type of balls, especially the deep ones, I feel like those ones I really like the most because when they come, they I feel like they mine. So that was just another opportunity. That was a gift, and I just took it, and I was the sixth one. Is that the first time you've 
Uh, nah, nah. I feel like two, uh, nah, a couple of them was like that, but I just use it as my tactic. That's all. So you, so you weren't beaten on that play at all? I mean, uh, most of the time when it's a deep ball, I never feel like I'm beat. You know, I just I learned that throughout the season and just from the film and with my coaches and teammates. You know, they just tell me certain things they see, and um, I just want to go ahead and just trust you know my abilities and what I've seen on film, and, and so far it's been helping. The one that the one that happened, that you weren't beat on, you ran really fast on them. <laughs> did, did you sense you had better get on your horse there? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. You know, once I seen the quarterback looking, I was just like, okay, now I can speed up a little bit. But also, I felt like if I played it a little bit more faster, then maybe I could have got another interception. But hey, I mean, as long as I made the play and it was another touchdown, I ain't tripping. When did you get to the point in this league where you you realized you could make up ground on balls? Uh, it, I feel like it just started in practice, and see all of that. Like, uh, just I feel like my teammates seen it, you know, more at the beginning than how I seen. It. I always knew I was fast, but at the same time, it, there was times on the field where you don't even need to be fast, and it, it was times like throughout the training camps and rookie mini camp and all that OTAs. Uh, I show flashes on film where I can break on the ball so fast, or you know, transition with my speed. So. Uh, I just feel like that was it right there. Quandre <laughs> no. talked about your run defense in this mm-hmm. game. How, how much have you tried to improve that part of your game in addition to the cover stuff? Uh, I tried to, you know, work on that a lot. In college, I was a boundary corner, so every time I was in a boundary, you know, most teams were, were like would try to run it. And uh, like now in the NFL, you know, since I'm just on the right side, teams are just, okay, we're going to use this run going this way. So I've just been trying to at least, you know, attack the edge and be more aggressive so that way you can – Help the you know the the D line the linebackers into the safety you know it's all a trickle effect so I've been trying to just do that because it helps the team out <laughs> and that's all I've been trying to do and as as much as teams try to run the ball versus us and they see it on film and stuff like that it's just another way to show teams that yeah I'm in there trying to stop the run and yeah I'm out here you know don't run in my way same way don't pass it so it's just something I've been working on but uh, I feel like today I did you know a better job and I'm happy you know my teammates been uh, seeing me trying to improve on it but it just feels good when uh, your teammates see stuff and they know you can go do it and uh, you just can go out there and go do it and pray for play freely. Uh man, I think it's a blessing. I remember just on draft day, just seeing like uh <laughs> just like sitting in the living room a little bit. I don't wanna get too emotional, but I just remember sitting in the uh like the just in front of my family, just getting calls from different people, and I was just embarrassed because you know I, I was thinking there was a team getting called. Cause I was just hearing different stuff, and I was just saying corners go, corners go, corners go, and I was just like, dang, so I'm just about to be here. And uh, day three came, and I met with the Seahawks at the combine. And whenever people we when I told people I met with them, they was like, oh, you going to the Seahawks? Going to the Seahawks? And I told them how it went. Like I I remember walking in, Coach Pete just started smiling, and <laughs> drive day came and. I just heard my name called Seahawks, and I really didn't even have to say much. I just was like, let's go, you know. I'm just happy to get my name called, and it's just a blessing, honestly, and I'm just happy I'm here. Did you see this coming, six interceptions in 12 games? Uh, I know. I, on my, I got a list of goals in my phone that I look at, and shoot, uh, just one of my goals, you know, I passed one of them already. 
and I just got a couple more to go. But uh, I just have faith in myself, and I just once I just keep gaining confidence and just kept trusting myself and ha uh, just gaining faith in my teammates and coaches. You know that helps me play a lot better, and it shows out on the field. What was the energy like on the sideline when DK caught the game winner? Sure, I was lit. I mean, <laughs> I was just happy he called the ball because. After that, you know, it was only like like 30 seconds left. Shoot, I knew he had to win. We had to go out there and play some defense, and that was it. So uh, when he caught that ball, I was happy, and I looked up. I was teasing with him. I had looked up, and I seen him and T-Lock had around the same amount of yards, and then they had touchdown. I said, I should have put both of y'all on my fantasy today. <laughs> so I just was, like, messing with him, but I was just happy we got the win, man. It felt good. Uh, when the touchdown, uh, yeah, I had went ahead and walked down there, you know, especially in those type of moments, you you got to watch those moments. Do you feel comfortable saying which goal you passed and which one you have to do? No, not yet. At the end of the season, I'll let you know, but not yet. Yeah, with the tackling more with your shoulder now instead of that forearm like in college? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I, yeah, I remember I told you about that for sure. Uh, now I just just trusting the technique. They always, you know, talk to me about tackling, tackling, and just trusting the technique. So I've just been trying to trust it and at least just be aggressive and show that I'm trying because they know that I'm out there putting in effort. Thanks, Tariq. Yeah. That was Tariq Willen, a.k.a. T. Woo. T. Woo. A.k.a. rookie franchise record holder when it comes to interceptions. Moyer? Just give me a little, little something, something about T. Wood. What makes him so special? Well, there's a lot that makes him special. I think there's three. Well, obviously, his speed. That's that's just without question. I mean, he can get beaten. He's so fast. He can run the ball down. You don't see that very often. Uh, his length. And, you know, you're six foot six or whatever his number is. I know it feels like he's six foot eleven, but he's six three, six four. I, I mean, he he's a really tall corner who can run. But I think it's his feel for the game. He's got so much to learn. I mean, just where to leverage, particularly in the running game, become a better tackler, those efforts there, um, just pattern recognition, things like that. He's going to be so good. But when the ball's in the air and him reading the quarterback, man, that's special. So you take those three skill sets, you can make a lot of plays. Yeah. If you can, you just got to feel for the game, can read the quarterback, and then with his attributes, six interceptions his rookie year, that says I, a lot. The thing I like about him and – what they've been saying about all these rookies, man, it's just their approach to the game. Like, he's like a sponge. Like, you, you listen to him talk on every interview. He's talking about what the veterans are telling him and what he's learning and what he's trying to do. And he, he understands it, that they're, that he doesn't have the answer, you know, the, the, the skills to everything mastered. But, like, how many times you just said, man, I'm, they, you know, they're, they're trying to run towards me. I'm going to work on, you know, my technique. And they tell me to trust the technique. I'm going to trust the technique. Like, that's, you know, sometimes you can have the success that he has as a young person and you think you have all the answers. Mm. And, like, these guys, uh, this rookie class or these young dudes that have been playing, uh, they don't seem – they seem to still be in that kind of sponge mode where they're still willing to listen and learn even though they're having some success. I love it. Rookies keep learning to Rick Willen. Congratulations on a great season so far, but he ain't done. Can't stop. Won't stop. All right, when we return, we're going to give you our player of the game. That's coming up next. The Seahawks get it done in L.A. 27-23. DJ Dallas in the backfield. Geno from the shotgun. Has time. Looks. He's going to throw in the back corner. Wide open. Touchdown! Seahawks! No offense! And he's going to run and slap high fives with all the 12s who are in the end zone suites that are normally populated by Rams fans. But they are all gone today, and they're filled with the 12s. 
And they are celebrating in the Seahawks. Take a 13-10 lead. Noah Fant scored a touchdown today. He had four catches for 42 yards. It's time for player of the game. The player of the game is brought to you by the Telluride X-Pro from Kia, official partner of the Seattle Seahawks. I feel like we got some options, right? We got guys who've done some things that they haven't done before. We got guys setting franchise records. We got guys climbing ladders on lists. Several places we can go. I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say. We're going to start with the Ivy League man himself, mm. B-Walt. I like you it. You know, I, I got to take the easy easy road here, and, and you got to go with Gino. Um, in my opinion, this is uh, – he had the whole team on his back. Uh, when a, a game that defense didn't perform all that you'd like them to, uh, the running backs, <laughs> you know – a lot of injuries at running back, right? And uh, it was like, Gino, you got us here, and we're gonna we're gonna rely on your arm to get this done. And he did. I mean, what do you have? 367 yards, and um, finally, you know, the game-winning drive that everyone's been looking for. And so, I mean, there should be no more questions about Gino. You know, I mean, no one should sit there and say, Hey, are you surprised he did this? Are you surprised he did that? Because the answer is no. I mean, he's got he's earned it from his team, and. Uh, Everyone in that locker room trusts him, and, and he's the guy. And, and if something goes wrong, he'll take blame. But, man, he's he's better than most of the quarterbacks out there, and we need to start buying that. All right, we got one for Geno. Turbulence, who you got? Yeah, I'm going with B-Watt on this. Geno Smith, certainly the MVP. I think it's clear. Uh, a lot of great performances today from from our team, um, you know, both on, on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball. But – you know, when we had to have it, you know, Gino came through uh, and uh, in, in the most pressure, you know, the most, I guess, critical moment of the game uh, when the pressure was at its highest, you know, he came through in the clutch and was able to drive us down the field and, you know, and essentially get the win, man. And he's been a leader all season long, held himself accountable, all his post-game pressures. I mean, he's been spot on, uh, clear MVP for me today. All right, Big Ray. Uh, well, I was going to pull a, a turbo and say Bobby Wagner. He has seven tackles and two sacks and a tackle for loss and interception. Uh, but, uh, you know, Jordan Brooks had nine tackles and a sack. Tariq Woolen had seven set, uh, tackles, a three-pass defense and interception. Who also had two sacks. You know, both receivers were over 100 yards. Mr. D.K. Metcalf caught the game-winning touchdown. But I'm just I'm with these other guys, man. Like, Geno uh, really kind of kept the ship steady today, you know, with the running back situation and knowing that they're going to have to rely on his arm and then – uh, to kind of um, you know, kind of silence some of the noise around his ability to 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 conduct a game-winning drive, and so he's able to do that and get the victory, uh, secure the victory for the Seahawks. I'm gonna go with Geno as well. All right, we got one, two, three. Are we going to the foe? Yeah, there's no question. Um, <laughs> you know, I think all the stuff that they've talked about. I think you know, one, you, you lose your running game. I mean, so now it's on you. And you're, you're going against the Rams, who are good defense. Obviously, they didn't have Aaron Donald, but their secondary is fantastic. And I, I, I was on social media here, and there's still people dogging Geno. Come on now. <laughs> like, we need a quarterback, and he does this and that. And I'm going, stop it for a second. Let, let's just talk about this for a second. He's number one in the NFL, 73% completion. There's no other quarterback now that's completing 70% but him. So it's, it's a pretty big spread there. He's number two in quarterback rating with 108. He's behind Tua on that one. Tua didn't have as good a game. 
Um, but Tua doesn't have quite as many opportunities either. We'll see where that that squeezes down. He's number five in yards uh, in yards per attempt at seven point nine. So it's not like he's dinking and dunking right. with his seventy three percent, and that's something that people need to be really talking about. He's fifth in TDs. Now the guys ahead of him, Patrick Mahomes has thrown ninety more passes. Josh Allen, 90 more passes. Joe Burrow, over 50 more. And then you got Aaron Rodgers with about 40 more. Uh, okay, so, and his TD to, to interception ratio is 4 to 1. That's the best in the NFL other than Tua. Tua is at 19 to 3, where he's at uh, 19 to 5. So it's just a shade below 4 to 1. There's nothing in here. He's mobile. Um, he bails out his, our offensive line a lot. And I'm not trying to discourage the offensive line, but he's that good. I don't get it. Somebody said, well, we got to draft a quarterback next year. No, no, right. no, no, we don't. I guess there's not a quarterback in, coming out of the draft next year could beat him out mm. for three to five years. That's not happening. So let's put this to bed. He's our MVP. Congratulations on us. He's led us to going ahead in the fourth quarter. We've just given that up mm-hmm. like last week. So it's not like he, sh- he should have had another come-from-behind victory before today. But – He's the everything and then some for us at QB right now. Well, it's unanimous. This is the first time this year. <laughs> it's know. unanimous. The MVP is Geno Smith. Say 12s. Now it's your chance to weigh in. Follow the Seahawks on Twitter and Instagram to vote for Kia's electric player of the game. I hope you vote for Geno. Show this man some love. All right, when we return, we'll look forward to next week's opponent, the Carolina Panthers. That's coming up next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Three receivers right side. DK Metcalf. To the left with Jalen Ramsey on him. Gino takes the snap. Four-man rush. Going to half roll. Throws back inside. Reaching up. Making a catch. Touchdown. Seahawks. Are you kidding me? It is DK Metcalf. Ramsey was all over him. DK puts those big mitts up and says, that ball is mine. And the Seahawks take the lead. 26-23. What a dart thrown by Gino Smith. The call of the game is brought to you by Beacon Plumbing. Stop freaking call Beacon. You guys want to hear one of the most disrespectful stats our producer just handed me right now? So disrespectful. The Seahawks are now tied for the most wins at SoFi Stadium this year. The Hawks have two, the Rams have two, and the Chargers have two. (laughs) Disrespectful. That's via John Boyle. So John Boyle passed the disrespect to Nas. Nas passed it to me. I give it to you guys. (laughs) All right. But, um, yeah, so they've, they've gone out in L.A. and won just as much as the home teams have won in that stadium. Let's hope my Cougs win in that stadium December 17th in our bowl hey. game. Who are, they, right. who are they playing? Uh, they were playing Boise State. Fresno State now. Okay. Fresno State. Yeah, you got Fresno a shot. State. We'll got see. A shot we'll see. We got a shot? Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach. <laughs> All right. Let's look forward to these Carolina Panthers. You know what they did for us today, Paul Moyer? What did these Panthers do for Seahawks fans all across the nation today? They had a bye. What are you talking about? Oh, snap. I'm like, man. I, I'm like, honestly. I'm looking, at, hey, I'm looking at the wrong score. Goodness gracious. Hey, I am. Hey. They beat Denver a week ago. You know That's what where you're going. You know what I do? Hey, I pump fake and I pass it to the left. Boyer, uh, tell me about these Panthers, man. Yeah. Unfortunately, they, only, they already blew the whistle for traveling oh, on that one. But... Um, <laughs> We're already on the Panthers. Someone help me. You threw me <laughs> off, man. You know when someone well, throws you off? And you did that. Uh, my bad, my bad. No, Panthers, Panthers present a good challenge. Um, no, they don't. No, no, they do. They got a good defense. Brian Burns is a, is one of their guys on the defensive side of the ball, a defensive end who 
has been, you know, uh, done a pretty good job getting to the backfield and causing some havoc uh, in, the, in the pocket and, you know, getting some hands on the quarterback, getting some sacks. He's a young football player. You know, he's got a lot of uh, potential in front of him, you know. Obviously, the big question mark about the, uh, the, the Panthers is what they're going to do at the quarterback position. Sam Darnold started that last game that they had before their bye week against the Denver Broncos and, you know, played well, outplayed Russell, you know. I mean, the, who hasn't? That hasn't yeah, exactly. You know, that hasn't been anything new this season, unfortunately, for the Denver Broncos. But uh, so there's, the, you know, if anything, they're trying to figure that out, you know. Uh, but they do have a rising defense that I think has a pretty bright future. So they present a tough challenge for us. They do they do an okay job. But it's about the quarterback position, identifying what that's going to look like uh, for the future for them. You know, personally, you know, unfortunately, the, the young rookie that they drafted, I think his name is Matt Coral. Oh, the quarterback, got, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he got injured early in the season, uh, out for the year. Maybe he's the future, maybe not. Coaching is another big question mark for them, but obviously Steve Wilkes has you know, stepped in and, and done a, a pretty decent job. So they present a nice challenge for us. You know who has their highest quarterback completion percentage on their team right now? P.J. Walker. Jacob Eason. <laughs> oh, my God. Really? 60%. Jacob Eason. <laughs> None of their other quarterbacks are above 60, which, again – brings back to Gino to me. I go, he's completing 73% of his passes. These guys are averaging 6.7 yards per attempt. Gino is 7.9. Again, just there, there's so many impressive things. Like they don't have Christian McCaffrey anymore. You know, they're we'll see as we we study film. We already know this. I mean, we lost to the Raiders last week. We almost lost to the Rams this week. We have to play well. We're not good enough to just go out and show up and, and win a game even at home. So you're right. They're, they, they'll they give us a challenge. It's a game that we'll have the better quarterback and the better team. It's a game we, we should win. Yeah, another cool thing to watch is uh, three of the top you know, five or six offensive tackles in the draft last year will be in this game because their starting left tackle, uh, Iguanu, is, he was like the number one rated tackle coming out in the draft last year. I think he's maybe given up three or four sacks out of NC State. Uh, and so it would be kind of cool to see uh, another rookie tackle and seeing how you know how we attack him and how these guys kind of, uh, you know, if there's any kind of pride in the uh, who outplays who in this game. But, you know, being from North Carolina and just hearing what some of my family is saying and stuff back there, the team and just the, the, the national scene, the, this is a team that uh, you don't want to give them any kind of life at all mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. if you do, then it really does become a dogfight. But if you can if you can get up on them early, and you know even that organization, their their bags are packed, bro. Like mm-hmm. they they don't have a quarterback. They've got rid of their traded away their best player. You know they're they're doing some some things on defense, and obviously dudes are going to compete. But uh, but this is one of those uh, today could have been. A get right game. I think it was a get better game. But this, but this could be a. This could really truly be a get right game for for this team heading down the stretch. Yeah, I mean the Panthers are, are for sure rebuilding, getting rid of McCaffrey and and Robbie Anderson. You know, we saw whatever happened earlier in the season with him. Um, they got rid of them. You don't know if it's you know Baker or Darnold or PJ Walker is taking quarterback. Uh, the one thing they do have going for them is Steve Wilkes, their interim head coach. Um, you know, was able to spend some time with him in San Diego, and man, he's going to have these guys motivated. A lot of young guys stepping up, and and that's the scary thing sometimes. But it is a must win. You, you, it, it's a lot like this Rams game. But when you look at their game against Denver, the thing that should scare Seahawk fans is they ran the ball 46 times to 19 passes. So stopping the run next week crucial. 
Crucial. I like it all. Let's pause 10 seconds to give our network stations a chance to identify themselves here on Seattle Seahawks Radio Network. Seattle Seahawks Station. Cairo. Cairo Radio. The conversation. Breaking news direct from the sidelines. And where the 12s hear the Seahawks. KIRO FM Tacoma, Seattle. All right, let's close it out, man. Today's final score, Seahawks 27, Rams 23. You've been listening to the Seahawks Radio Network. I'd like to thank the people who make our broadcast possible. Scoreboards by Curtis Rogers. Production assistant, Nashant Kandapuri. Studio coordinators, Matt Nelson and Brady Robick. Executive producer of the Seahawks Radio Network is NASA Choby. The Seahawks return to Lumenfield next week to take on the Carolina Panthers. Pre-game coverage begins at 11 a.m. on the Seahawks Radio Network. For our Seattle stations, we have another hour of Hawk Talk, but if you are leaving us, thanks for listening. For Ray Roberts, Paul Moyer, Robert Turbin, and Brian Walters, I'm Michael Bumpus. Seahawks win 27-23 over the Rams. Talk to you next week. Welcome to Hawk Talk. I'm Michael Bumpus with Brian Walters, Walters, Ray Roberts, Turbo. What it do? And our guy, Paul Moyer, a.k.a. Paul Moyer. The Seahawks go to L.A. and they get it done. They have now won or tied for the most wins in SoFi Stadium. So disrespectful. They've won two games there. The Rams have won two. And the Chargers have won two. So pretty much, man, we're, uh, we got part ownership of the stadium down there right now. Maybe even better because <laughs> we haven't lost. They, they've got losses, so <laughs> our percentage is better. So I know one thing. Our crowd was louder than they were today. As usual, that's what really goes down. Whenever the Hawks travel to L.A. or anywhere in the West Coast, you know that the 12s are going to show up, and they showed up for a good reason. Geno had himself a signature drive, his signature moment, to get some of these haters off his back and saying he cannot win a game on the last drive. He did exactly that. Overall, he was 28-39, 367, three touchdowns, one interceptions. Our number 1A and number 1B receiver both went off today. Tyler had nine for 128 in a touchdown. DK had eight for 127 in a touchdown. Noah Fant also contributed with a touchdown. The running game is still a bit shaky. Now, I feel like this week there's more reason for this game to be shaky because you lose Kenneth Walker early. Then DJ Dallas goes out with an ankle injury. Now you got your third-string guy, Tony Jones Jr. steps in. It was serviceable. Had a couple decent runs there. But the run game struggled a little bit on the other side. The Rams were able to get the run going once again. But as Ray pointed out in the postgame show that, look, a lot of these runs were bootlegs and jet sweeps. If you take away those, the bootlegs and the jet sweeps, what you say, around 120? About 74 yards. About 74 yards. Yeah. All right, about 74 yards rushing. If you take that away, overall, the Seahawks show up and they get it done. It wasn't as easy as I thought it was going to be, but they got it done, Moye. I, You know, again, I not to toot my horn, but I will because you guys always wish me good luck on the predictions, but um, – I thought it was going to be a tough game. I, I thought Bobby Wagner was going to be emotional. I thought he would bring that with him, and I think he's such a great leader that they wanted to win that game for him. Where you know, when you haven't played well the last two weeks, you don't just—it doesn't just all of a sudden. Well, we're playing great today. Mm-hmm. You take little baby steps. This is a baby step to me, and you just find a way to win it. So, but I did. I thought we'd win it in the fourth quarter because I thought we were a better team. Geno Smith just continues to be great. But the bummer about it is they came out running the ball. I mean, Walker pops that 30-yard run right off the bat. Um, he was 3 for 36 before he goes out. He's averaging 12 yards per carry. So they saw something in there, but then you lose Dallas. And now you're like, do we have a third running back? <laughs> Where is he? Oh, Jones. Jones, you're up. And then he tweaks his at something, too. So it was like, do we have a running back left? Um, hopefully they get healthy because it, it's hard to just throw the ball every down, and that's what I felt like it was this game. 
Yeah, it, to me, it uh, you know when those, the running backs started going down, it was pretty impressive to see Geno's poise because it, he wasn't trying to force plays other than, like, I think one time he's trying to throw the ball the in the zone. back of the end zone or something that was a little bit risky. But for the most part, he just kept his poise, made his reads, made the throws, and then and kept the kept you know the Seahawks in in a place where they can uh, cap, capitalize on that last drive and get the win. And then even the offensive line, you know, we're talking about you know it was would have been interesting to see how the running game uh, would have materialized with Kenneth Walker in there because it it did seem like. Um, like after the first few runs, like there, there might have been something there, but then they held up well, knowing that they were going to have to throw the ball a lot. You know, and you know, Gino had to move around a little bit here and there, but that's part of pass protection, part of throwing the ball. And so I thought they did a good job. And then the defense, I think Paul pointed out, like the second half, the yardage difference between the first half. So there was some adjustments. Sometimes you look at the whole picture without looking at the film, it feels differently. But at the end of the day, man, like like Tyler said, this is playoff football right now. Like every game. It's a playoff situation, survive in advance, and that's what they did. Yeah, and that's a great way to look at it because, you know, every win is crucial down the stretch. And as you're trying to, you know, fight for that six and, you know, that five and six and seven spot, that playoff spot in the NFC. And, you know, the other thing that was going to make this game tough anyway was the fact that it was in the division, right? I mean, you look at some of the other teams around the league, like the Eagles, their only loss is the, the commanders who are in the same division as them. And so you, you get into these divisional games where you just know each other so well, and despite who's out there playing and the injuries and things like that, I mean, these coaches have studied up on one another so much. Uh, there's only so many new things and new wrinkles you can implement uh, and do. Uh, but this team really overcame, and that's, uh, that's a huge part of this. Man, I thought we were about to see Nick Ballore in the backfield <laughs> for a little bit. I got, people, I got people all on my Twitter like, Turbo. I'm like, hey, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, I'm practicing his two-point stance, ready to go. But, uh, you know, my main takeaway um, for this game is just seeing a young team win a close game like this. And I think that's just going to bring so much growth to the squad as we get to the end of the season. They need to win games like this. And, and it's just uh, – you know, it's unfortunate you can't just, you know, blow a team out like this and, and, and what you should be doing. But sometimes these close games, these close wins will bring a lot more because uh, they're going to they're gonna have many more games like this as the season continues. Playoff game every single time. All right, let's go down to Jen Mueller. She's standing by with Jordan Brooks. Did anything, you face the Rams before, did anything they do with some of that motion and that eye candy catch the defense off guard early on? Yeah, they, I mean, a, a little bit. Um, they kind of switched what they were doing, what we expected them to do this, this game. So we had to do some adjusting. Um, I think early in the game, we were kind of just like, what's going on? So uh, I think once we found our rhythm, we were pretty good. Well, after that opening drive, they were held at field goals until the fourth quarter. So what was the biggest change on defense? Um, going to the sideline, seeing from the press box with the, some of our coaches were saying that they were doing to us and, uh, and making the adjustments. Tariq Woolen with another interception today. That is a franchise rookie record. It's more than instinct. What else is he doing? Um, he's catching the ball. Um, <laughs> he's playing great. Um, I, 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 I'm wondering when the quarterback can stop trying. Uh, everybody's trying him, so I just told him as long as they keep throwing it up to you, just keep catching him, man. We need him. Speaking of the quarterback, Walford got hurt there. How did you see the injury affect his ability to run there late? Um, you know, just not able to scramble, not not able to get out of the pocket, um, not able to extend plays. So uh, sucks for him. Never wish injury on anybody. We kind of worked out in that favor. After they scored that touchdown, how much confidence did you have in Gino and the offense to get the job done? I, 
I had confidence way before uh, tonight. Um, I knew we would go down there and score. I wish we could have finished it on defense a little bit earlier, but um, I knew that they would go down and score, and uh, it went again for us. <laughs> I asked some of the offensive players what they proved on offense, but the way that you guys closed this game out, and Cody with the interception, what did you prove on defense for the yards given up in the last couple of weeks? Um, I thought last week we didn't finish uh, when we needed to finish. I think everybody knew that coming into those last couple seconds of this game. It's like, look, we know what last week felt like, uh, so let's let's get it right this time. I think everybody did that. All right, that was Jordan Brooks saying, look, that offense kind of had him confused a little bit to start the game. We talk about that eye candy and that boot. Uh, B. what I think. Uh, he just reaffirmed what we thought. It's tough to defend that misdirection and, and deception. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sean McVay uh, had a great game plan uh, coming in to to really, uh, you know, he didn't have a star power, and he took advantage of some guys and put them in the right spots. And, you know, it was tricky for the defense to catch on for a bit. Um, and, and that's going to happen. You know, the, he's a good coach, and, and he's won a lot of football games, a lot of experience, and he, he used some of his players very well uh, to take advantage of uh, the Seahawks defense. All right, let's go back to the locker room. Jen Mueller standing by with Tony Jones Jr. That was a really, I think, unusual circumstance for you to get into the game. What sense of responsibility did you have when you realized you were the last back standing? Shoot, I just had to make makeup for like whatever was left with for for the team. Like I thought, like I had to just come come in with a great sense of urgency and just running hard and just doing whatever I can do to help the team win. That is a tough defense to run against. How yeah. were you able to find some running room there? Uh, just, hey, just 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 fighting, and you got to keep yeah, you know you know you got to keep your legs moving. You got to fight through it, and then them holes gonna be there. When. Uh, I guess you don't get a whole lot of snaps with the first team in, in practice. So how did you feel yourself finding a rhythm in the second half? Shoot, I, um, shoot, I think after I got hit a couple times, then I started to get my rhythm. Like, uh, like I knocked the rest off a little bit. And, uh, and uh, coach helped help me during the week by getting getting some some reps with the ones, j- just in case something happened, you know. So I mean, like I really like like appreciate that. What did Gino say on that final drive? Because we have been kind of waiting for this team to have that last second game winning uh, like uh, to be honest, the only thing he told told us was just tr- trust our training and just do do what we've been been doing the whole the whole season. And then and then boom, they worked. So look. What did this offense prove today? Prove it. Prove it. I mean, it proved versus a good defense that like that like our team can still get it done. And then and then our and then our offense is top top five. You know, whatever it is, it don't matter because our team gonna fight through it. Turbo, what's that? What's that feeling like getting that tap on the shoulder and being like, "All right, it's your show now. Show me oh, what you got." Man, it's so special, man, to get that tap on the shoulder, be able to get out there for the first time and get that opportunity to play. You know, your family is watching, your friends they're supporting you and things like that, man. And so you, you know, you absolutely want to do the best job you can and perform at a high level out there. And you know, he said that he he got some reps with the ones, you know, and so he was. He did get a little bit of preparation, which was which was cool to hear, and you could tell. You know, there were a couple pass uh, blitz pickups that he was responsible for, and you know, although he probably could have been a little bit more physical at the point of attack, he understood uh, who his guys were, and that's the first part of it. I mean, you got to know and identify like who you're responsible for. So, you know, proud of the way Tony Jones Jr. came in and handled his business today. Moyer, thoughts on uh, Tony? Nah. 
Nothing for Tony. You got something for Tony, Big Ray? No, I mean, just other than, you know, like, you know, just being ready to come in and contribute however you got to however you got to do it, man. And, uh, it's, you know, it just to me, it just kind of highlights even more, you know, what Gino was able to do because ever got it, got some reps with the ones, but, you know, he probably wasn't coming into this game thinking he was going to get any any of the reps. And so for Gino to take that on and still have the poise and, and for the offense altogether to have the poise to, to kind of come through and with game-winning plays is pretty impressive. Got that W. Got That's that all dub. that matters. Okay, when we return, we're going to go over some highlights. We're going to break this thing down. That's next in your home for the Seahawks, Seattle Sports 710 and Cairo News Radio 97.3 FM. Welcome back to Hog Talk. It's time to break down some of these plays and let you know exactly how this thing went down. First, we are starting with Bobby Wagner gets a sack on second down on the Seahawks' second drive of the game. But on third and seven, Geno finds Tyler Lockett for a 36-yard touchdown. Slots to both sides with DJ Dallas in the backfield. Here comes the blitz. Leonard Floyd. Geno's got time. Now he's going to throw. He's got a man crossing the field. It's Lockett down to the 15. Cuts back inside. 10, 5, touchdown, Seahawks. Tyler Lockett on the crossing route. The line gave Geno just enough time. He steps up inside of Leonard Floyd and throws a beauty on a crossing route from right to left. And Tyler Lockett puts the Seahawks on the board. It's 7-6. Lockett getting in the next level above the linebackers, behind the linebackers, I should say. As he has a crosser, Geno with a great job stepping up, hitting Lockett. And Lockett does the rest with his feet with the cutback. To get into the end zone, a great answer for the Seahawks after an opening drive by the Rams to go up 7-0 to tie it up, 7-7. That would make the score 7-7, and to go ahead, Geno Smith will find Noah Fan for a four-yard touchdown, capping an 11-play, 91-yard drive. DJ Dallas in the backfield. Geno from the shotgun, has time, looks, he's going to throw in the back corner, wide open, touchdown, Seahawks, Noah Fan. And he's going to run and slap high fives with all the 12s who are in the end zone suites that are normally populated by Rams fans. But they are all gone today, and they're filled with the 12s. And they are celebrating, and the Seahawks take a 13-10 lead. Yeah, Noah Fantineo finds his way into the end zone on a nice little uh, crossing route over to the back corner of the end zone and it's good to see uh see him getting in the end zone like he this dude is a real weapon and and he's been kind of having a quiet year but but I think down the stretch he's going to be a, a player to look out for uh, on this offense that made the score 14 to 10 and then the Seahawks will go on defense it was the third down situation third and five you get a PI on Trey Brown third and two the uh who do we play today goodness gracious Rams. <laughs> the Rams convert <laughs> third and six Nwosu gets an offsides but it's declined because of a game by Van Jefferson and then the next play T. Woolen rookie franchise record records an interception number six first and ten at the Seattle 35 Wolford goes under center Williams in the backfield play fake Wolford's gonna roll right side has some time throws back near side reaching up making the interception is Woolen at the 15 yard line ball underthrown just a bit for Kyron Williams and you're not going to get that past Tariq Woolen all six foot four 210 pounds of him with that interception Woolen has now broken the club record for interceptions by a rookie with six and we've still got games to play the Seahawks take it away they have the ball first and ten he really is a receiver playing defense. Uh, he's better than that. I mean, he's got skill. He's got better change of direction than I thought coming out of college. He's improved on that. They're not going to throw to him much. And I'll bet you he by far has the most interceptions per attempts thrown at him this year. 
because they really are not going after him. You just can't beat him deep unless he baits you, and then he's just fast enough to run it down. All right, later on in the game. Well, let me set it up. DK had himself a day. Eight catches, 127 yards, one touchdown. This is his longest reception of the day, setting up a field goal by Myers. So DJ Dallas fully spatted on both shoes is in the backfield now on first down and 10 at the Seattle 30. A slot to the far side. Tyler Lockett is there. Metcalf is wide to the right. Gino has time. He's going to throw down the right sidelines. He's got DK Metcalf, and Metcalf has the ball. Does he get his feet down? He does at the 30-yard line of the Rams. The Rams are saying take a look at it. They don't believe he got his feet in. The official was right there who made the call, and Gino is going to get the offense to the line of scrimmage in a hurry. Perfect pass by Smith. One, two, and that is in for DK Metcalf as we see the replay on the big overhead screen. First and 10 down at the 30 of the Rams. Yeah, this is as consistent as DK has been throughout his entire career. He's been making catches like this all season long. And the evolution, when he gets challenged and guys are up in his face, it used to kind of get him off his game. He plays better now. He elevates his game, and he did it today against the Rams. Later on in the third quarter, Bobby Wagner had himself a day. Overall, he had seven tackles, five solos, two sacks, three TFLs, one pass defended, and this interception. Gino from the shotgun takes the snap. Pressure coming. Look out. Throws it to the flat near side. Jones Jr., I think they're going to say, wait, they're going to call it an interception. Oh, I think it's Bobby Wagner. As he gets out there in a flat, Geno Smith with a late throw, waiting for somebody to come open, finally tried to drop it off in the flat, and Bobby Wagner is the guy there to make the play. Another turnover for the Seahawks. You just can't do it. We've got 146 to play in the third. Still a lot of time, and the Seahawks still have the lead. 17-13. Yeah, Bobby uh, you know, made a play on the ball. It looks like the... Like uh, Jones Jr.'s knee was down with control of the ball, but uh, they said the ball was still moving. They rolled over on the ground, and Bobby had the ball. So uh, Bobby with you know seven tackles and two sacks and an interception and tackle for loss. Had, had himself a day, but uh, didn't get the dub. We got it. Later on in the fourth quarter, the Rams are driving. They convert a third and one. Excuse me. There's a TFL on third and one by Al Woods. And on fourth and two, they get a scramble for 14 yards. The Rams convert 79% of their fourth downs. This sets up a Cam Akers touchdown, making a score 23-20 to Rams. Second down and one. Wolford hands it to Akers, finds a little bit of a gap, bounces off of one, bounces off of two, and falls into the end zone for a Rams touchdown. And the Rams are going to go back on top. 22 to 20 with just under three minutes left to play. Now let's see what the Rams decide to do. They're going to send their extra point team on to make it a three-point game. Just a good overall drive by the Rams there and topped off by uh, Cam Akers up that left side, uh, really powering their way through the Seahawks defense there to get in the end zone and take the lead and give the ball back to Geno Smith uh, and see what, to see what he can do with it. Gino gets the football, and we're all waiting for the moment. Can Gino drive down and win a game? He hits Noah Fan for a 14-yard game. But to end this thing, he finds who else? DK Metcalf, one-on-one with number five, Jalen Ramsey, for the game-winning touchdown, making the score 27-23, capping off a 10-play, 75-yard drive. Three receivers right side. DK Metcalf to the left with Jalen Ramsey on him. 
Gino takes the snap, four-man rush. Going to half roll, throws back inside, reaching out, making a catch. Touchdown, Seahawks! Are you kidding me? It is DK Metcalf. Ramsey was all over him. DK puts those big mitts up and says, that ball is mine, and the Seahawks take the lead, 26-23. What a dart thrown by Geno Smith. Yeah, it was a great job by DK, and that was entertaining all day. You know, him and Ramsey, I mean, they were jawing at each other, and, and you mentioned it, Turbo. DK's consistent. This is the first time I've ever seen where he had eight targets and eight catches. Usually he needs a few more targets to get the, over 100, unless it's a big play. Man, he was dialed in. He made a great catch on the sideline, but I know he wanted that last one, man. Yeah. He wanted it on Ramsey. He wanted it as a game winner. He wanted it from Geno. Um, you know, just, uh, again, the playmakers, you know, make plays, and, and you need more DK Metcalfs on this team. DK was so efficient, I will take the unsportsmanlike conduct that he had this game. All part of the <laughs> that game, That was a good baby. time for talk it, Talk that talk. All right, man, the Seahawks get her done against the Los Angeles Rams, 27-23. to When we come back, we will give you our unsung hero. That's coming up next on your home for the Seahawks, Seattle Sports 710 and Kyra News Radio, 97.3 FM. Welcome back to Hawk Talk. I'm Michael Bumpus with the fellas, B. Walters, Big Ray, that dude, 72, Turbulence, a.k.a. Turbo, and Grand Moyer, that's Paul Moyer. And uh, Jennifer Bumpus, if you're on your way here, please hurry up. We got some things to do. All right. Uh, it's time for our unsung hero. Someone who needs some love that probably ain't going to get some love. We're scrambling. B-Wall got that golf composure face right now. You seem ready to go, so I'm going to go your way, man. I I'm, I don't know if he uh, needs praising, but uh, Noah Fant, uh, I think, you know, big four four catches on five targets. When his name was called, he made the play. A uh, big touchdown there. And, uh, you know, not not the showiest stats, you know, no DK or Tyler Lockett stats, but what he did, you know, he made some big big first downs and some big catches when, when he needed to. All right, we got Noah. I like that one. Mm. Turbulence. Uh. Utah State, stand up. <laughs> Hall of Famer, what you got? What do you do? You know, I know this is unorthodox. Of course it is. It's probably, coming from Turbo. We're probably not allowed to do this, but I have to give the unsung heroes, plural, Mm-mm. to mm. two guys mm. in a combination of um, Tony Jones Jr. and DJ Dallas. Uh, you know, because, you know, Tony being really, if you if you include Rashad Penny, he really is a four-string running back, right? Coming in, being prepared. DJ Dallas was out. He was doubtful to return in this football game. And when Tony Jones went down with his, you know, little injury, he gutted it out and came back in, man. And then if you look at what they did, right, from a statistical standpoint, nothing is going to stand out at you when you, you know, go on Google and see what they did. But I'm watching these guys, man, pick up pass protection. And, yeah, Tony Jones gave up a sack. But just the, the, the mere fact of being able to recognize, like, who you have and identify, like, your guys and step up in there and at least try to make the block, man. Like, that's a less difficult, man. That's not easy to do in the NFL at the running back position, man. You're an extension of the quarterback in that sense when it comes to pass protection. So I got to give both of those guys credit for uh, just what they were able to do uh, in the football game today, stepping up and stepping in. All right. RB going with the RBs. Big yeah. Ray. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, like there's a lot of dudes that had like some really cool stats that we talked about earlier, like Jordan Brooks and T. Woo and – all those guys, but the, to me, the the unsung hero on this defense all year long has been Al Woods, mm. 
and you think about you we take away those fly sweeps and the boots and just the running back runs. I think they had about 74 yards rushing. But he was on the offensive line side of the ball pretty consistently tonight. He missed a couple tackles, uh, but he was creating plays for other people by just by the push he was getting in the middle. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Big Al Woods because he takes a pound and takes on double teams, people chopping at his legs all day, and he still finds a way to create a pathway for other guys to make plays. Chopper style, mm. Paul Moya. Um, I got to read this one. It's from Dave Wyman. Uh, Cody Barton was his unsung <laughs> hero. He had an interception, seven tackles, um, and a pass defense. Uh, I'm going to go with Ryan Neal. And the reason why I'm going with Ryan Neal, he's, as you guys know, he was kind of doubtful when the, after last game and questionable. He ends up playing. Um, their leading active receiver going into this game um, was Tyler Higby. And he only had two re- two receptions on five targets today. So the unsung hero is, you know, he kind of kept them quiet. Uh, we didn't see any real big plays downfield in the in the passing game. So I got to give somebody on defense there, and he's one of them for me. My unsung hero was my key hawk, and my guy went out and did what I said he was gonna do. Who's your key hawk? Jenny Nwosu, two sacks, baby. Oh. <laughs> two sacks, two of them things, Moyer. My Keyhawk won MVP today, but um, uh, that was easy. Okay, that was easy. <laughs> and Ray, thanks for the shout out of my Keyhawk. I forgot Al Woods. Let's that, go. There you go. Wow. Keyhawk's Why y'all trying around. to jump on my shit right now? Let me have this. <laughs> can I have this? All right, Lieutenant Wosu, man, uh, that's mine. I think anybody can get it though. Unsung hero. It's a team sport, right? You're always gonna have multiple unsung heroes. So I'm all right with all of that. It's all right. Will we return? Moyer's going to give us a nice little playoff picture. What's going on with these guys right now? That's next on your home for the Seahawks, Seattle Sports 710 and Cairo News Radio 97.3 FM. Welcome back to Hawk Talking. Right now we are going to be blessed with mm. playoff knowledge by number 21 who got it done, Paul Moyer. Okay, I'll keep it kind of short here. Um just going through and just looking at the scenarios here, when you look at the playoff hunt right now, uh, again, the Washington Commanders are the one that's kind of been the surprise here. They've won their last eight games. They're 6-1-1. One, and one. Their defense hasn't given up over 21 points. So I'm going to take Washington, the Giants, Detroit, and the Seahawks because Detroit's 5-7 and seven right now. They're kind of hot. And when I look at their schedule, I think they can get to 9-8. and eight. Uh, coming up here. So let me throw it out for you guys right now. And I think eight wins actually may get us in. Detroit's five and seven, but they've got the Vikings, then they're at the Jets, then they got the Panthers, Pairs, Bears, and Packers. They win, you know, Vikings or Jets, that's a nine win team. We got the tiebreaker over them if that need be. The Giants, I think the Giants finish eight, eight and one. Right now they're seven, four and one, but here's who they have to play. They got the Eagles, they're at Washington, they're at the Vikings. They're at the Eagles. That's four losses in a row to me, or four losses there. And they have the Colts. Colts watching right now against Cowboys, not bad. And then Washington. Washington is 7-5-1. and one. They have a bye coming up next week. But then they have the Giants. <clears throat> Again, they got to play them. And then they're at the 49ers. That's a big one for us. And then uh, they got the Browns and the Cowboys. I see them finishing 9-8 and eight as well. So to me, we got to win two games. We got to get to nine if we want to get to the playoffs. It's possible eight could get us in. I think nine, we're, we're pretty comfortable. I want the NFC West. Um, we're going to have to play well those last three games. But next weekend's Carolina's big. 
Nine gets it done. Nine and we're in. Yep. Closer remarks, fellas. And what Paul you got? said it. I'm betting. I'm putting all my money on Paul. All mm. on Paul. Mm. Yeah. He put in the work. You know what I'm saying? You see, he's crunching <laughs> numbers, and that's what he does for a career. He crunches numbers. He, you know, he's that dude. You know, he, this has been his highlight day too. Like we're getting all these highlights from yeah. Paul back in the day, that's and nice. so hey. I'm riding. A- I'm, I'm always betting on Paul. All right, Appreciate you, brother. Fellas, anything before we get up out of here? I'm all good, player. Be walk. Feel good about it. Good we to got see the win. you. Got the good to be back. Good, good to see you. Hawks Thursday. Our last show. Be there. Last show Thursday, seven to nine. Bellevue Square Collection. The final score: Seahawks twenty-seven, Rams twenty-three. You've been listening to Hawk Talk on Seattle Sports seven ten and Carbon News Radio ninety-seven three FM. I'd like to thank the people who make our broadcast possible. Scoreboards by Curtis Rogers, production assistant Nashanka Napudi, studio coordinators Matt Nelson and Brady Robic. The executive producer of the Seahawks Radio Network is Nasa Chobi. The Seahawks returns in Lumen next week to take on the Carolina Panthers. Pre-game coverage begins at 10 a.m. on our Seattle station for Ray Roberts, Paul Moyer, Robert Turbin, and Brian Walters. I'm Michael Bumpus. Seahawks get her done 27-23.